Hey everyone, it's Kote again. This week we have another interview from VMware Explore 2022. We've got DIMMs. And in this episode, we talk all about how the uh, CNCF, the foundation around Kubernetes, how it operates and runs, how the various special interest groups or SIGs work, and some lessons learned from uh, previous communities and, you know, things that they're up to. So if you wonder how the open source world of Kubernetes runs, take a listen to this interview. And uh, hopefully next week we'll be back with uh, our news format and an interview as well. But before we go over that, why don't you go check out the conference we have coming up December 6th to 8th, Spring 1. If you go to springone.io, you can check out what we've got going on there, the speakers. There's going to be a lot of great stuff going over software development from Java and .NET, probably a little bit of Go, just the kind of stuff programmers would be interested. But also things for the platform engineers and DevOps, kind of cloud people there, all the way up to the enterprise architect and executive level of people talking about how they're getting better at doing software practices and things like that. A lot of the stuff we talk about here on the podcast. Anyways, when you go to springone.io and you register, which I'm sure you will, you can use the code kote 2 to get $200 off. That's Cote 200, C-O-T-E 200. And with that, enjoy this interview. Like all of us, I, we, we've been around for a while, I'm assuming, and, and seen many like iterations uh, of foundations and things like that. And I think, I think like digging into the, uh, the operational stuff is like actually interesting to see how a foundation works. And then going up higher, right? Like the, the first thing I was interested in talking about is like, what do you think, like, the Kubernetes Foundation, or, you know, not the CNCF, whatever, like, has, like, learned about incrementally improving how foundations work, right? Like, like what's kind of the new, you know, I mean, just to kind of explain the context, right? right? So, I think the furthest back foundation I can remember is, like, the ASF, right? Yep. And, and then, you know, Eclipse was after that, and then OpenStack, and there's many other ones. And yep, yep. Each, each of them kind of like builds on the, the one past it. So I'm, I'm curious, like, when you look at, at you know, the, the, the CNCF and, and Kubernetes work, like, what's, as y'all are on the board, let's like, what's like, ah, here's a new thing that's going to be awesome that, that we're going to do? Oh, that, that's funny that you asked that. Um, so it, there's a bunch of us who float between the foundations, right? Mm. Like, ah. we started work Even in Apache Software ah. Foundation, and then we moved on to, you know, I've, I've done some work in Eclipse Foundation as well, but yeah. more uh, in the OpenStack Foundation. Um, so, and we talk to each other all the time, um, you know. So uh, we keep asking each other, hey, uh, what is the new thing that you're trying? Um, you know, looks like we need people in um, testing or we need uh, to set up some infrastructure for testing. Right. Uh, what did you do? How did you do it? And what worked? What didn't work? Yeah, and, and, and to interrupt you, that seems like one of the major, whatever, uh, innovations of the OpenStack Foundation is yeah. that like this testing and conformance thing is yeah. kind of a big deal. <laughs> we literally picked it yeah. from them. Right. Uh, and in fact, when I started working at CNCF and Kubernetes community, I was known as the OpenStack guy, uh -huh. <laughs> but no longer, right? right, right, right. Now I'm the Kubernetes guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we tend to embrace the people as they come in as well. Um, right. So, uh, so, so like, what like what's, what's a practice that you think is kind of like an incremental improvement in the foundation world that, that, that y'all are doing? Um, so, right now, we are all talking about sustainability. Mm -hmm. How do we make sure that uh, things are there for the longer run. Right. Um, because as you know, um, you know, Kubernetes is, has uh, a few years under its belt, and now we have to figure out like, how do we make sure that uh, it works for people who are not nine to five on the West Coast, and it should work <laughs> for people across the globe, and yeah. it should work for people 
who are um, you know working part time, um, who are, who are students um, who want to contribute. Um, you know, <laughs> I joke about saying in 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 a year or so. Uh, Kubernetes is going to be the, uh, a code base which has uh, no spelling errors and grammar errors because... <laughs> so I, w I want to challenge this a little bit, okay? So sustainability, yeah. right? That can lead to a lot of mediocrity too, can it? And mm -hmm. how do you continue to take risks that are really important and making decisions that are really important? Because, yep. you know, you could like have a lawn and like you like put fertilizer on that lawn mm -hmm. all the time and like but but someday like you may have to change it up you may yep. have to absolutely. dig that lawn up you yep. may have to put in some bushes absolutely so uh the way we do it is uh through controlled exper experimentation uh, and i'll give you one example of how we do that uh, right so uh you know uh, like two years ago, there was a group of uh, folks uh, in the community that were interested in like how does how do we do batch processing, right? Like mm -hmm. how do I schedule if uh, I want to have a ML or a AI job which needs like exactly 25 pods, um, you know, spread across the nodes? Uh, how do I and it's a binary thing. You do all 25 or you don't do any of them, right? So uh, they were interested in that kind of challenge, and we kind of added the scheduler extensions to you know, give them, hey, go forth and experiment and come back to us with uh, your learnings. Now they have actually, it ended up uh, uh, adding projects like Volcano and a few other um, ah, uh, things, right? Yeah, so, Volcano. Yeah, now so, they are yeah. coming back to us to say, hey, uh, we want to have a work group in Kubernetes and a work group in CNCF level so that we, now we know what to do and how to do it right what is the minimum set of things that we need in the base layer in Kubernetes itself, and then... Okay, yeah. okay, so what, so let's say, let's take this to another level then. Mm -hmm. So what if there are like real poor decisions maybe that were made based on a set of precedents that really had an impact on the core? Uh, I can give you two. Um, one is uh, we, Recently, we are in the process of deprecating what we call pod security policy. And the other one is uh, completely removing Docker shim uh, that we had within uh, you know, the, the Kubernetes repository. Um, those were two big mistakes. Uh, in terms of the Docker shim, it slowed us a lot, um, especially because we ended up defining the CRI extensions. And we still had this piece of code that was within the Kubernetes community. And it was slowing uh, the work that was being done by Signode in terms of adding new features, so we had to get rid of it. The pod security policy was really hard for people to use, so we ended up redesigning uh, a new set of uh, uh, resources that, uh, that is easier for people to understand. Like, we wanted to make sure that the 80% of the use cases are covered with the simple stuff, instead of somebody using a really complicated pod security policy, they have something easier to work with. So. So, and this is my last question mm -hmm. for, for, for this part of the show. Okay. <laughs> um, so, what are some of the issues in the core right now that are just not working like pod security policy? They're always going to come up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, this is one of the reasons why we did the annual uh, review. Uh, we have uh, sent, we have, this is the second time we did the annual review, uh, and we, 
have enumerated a list of problems that are there in the community, whether it is people-oriented, whether it is technology-oriented, and things like that. Um, and you, 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 when you read that, you will get a sense of like, hey, here is where we need to invest in, and uh, here is where we need help. Um, so simplest of things, uh, testing, right? What we have found is um, there are people who come to different SIGs and want to work in those SIGs and want to do well in those SIGs, but what we are losing in the process is we don't have people who can work across the SIGs, mm. right? So when we run into flakiness in the CI jobs, we don't know who to talk to, right? And the number of people who can understand things that happen uh, across the SIGs is very few, and that is where we need investment in, and we have to make things better, easier, uh, you know, in fact, this 125 release was the release where we had the least amount of flakiness. So the CA signals that we were getting out of the SIG release folks was, you know, the green thumbs up all the time, and we were very happy. Uh, we have been struggling with uh, flakiness in the CA jobs, and people just end up doing a retest uh, of all the jobs. And frankly, that costs more money, right? Like if you have a single PR and it runs a set of jobs, and if it passes, you know, you know you have good signal, but if you have to retest hundred, uh, you know, ten times, then you're essentially increasing the cost of your CI. For for you need some anti-flakiness, like some yeah. uh, some I don't know anti-dandruff shampoo for the organization. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's yeah. tragic. That's what comes to mind. But yeah. so you know, you covered a little bit, and we've talked a little bit about um, introducing new things into the overall project. And you know, we we talked a couple days ago with uh, Lucas from uh, Loft. And so one of the discussions we had with him is like, you know, between the, the more open source community stuff that you do and then as you go up into Loft, like what you do, yeah. like one of, the, one of the things I think we're interested in is where is that cut line of like, we're not gonna do that? <laughs> and, and, or, or to put it in a more positive way, that's a great thing for someone to add to the community on their own, the overall ecosystem, I'll use that word, right? right? And so right. like, and, and the reason I ask that, well not, I mean, I'm curious, but you know, especially us being a VMware, like, yeah. and everyone else is interested in like improving it for developers. Yeah. And so there must be a line somewhere where, where you're like, well, we're not gonna do actual code stuff. So like, but where is that level where you feel like the, the kind of the CNCF and the Kubernetes ecosystem is like, yeah, we don't really do that. Like that's, that's someone else's thing. Yeah, um, so I'll give you one example where uh, we have a, a line that we are not crossed yet, which is um, how do you stitch multiple um, uh, Kubernetes clusters together? Right? Oh, right. That's one example where uh, people are innovating in the ecosystem. There are startups, there are di different projects. Loft has the V cluster yeah. thing, for yeah. example, right? right. Um, so we, have, we did two experiments in that area, but we ended up giving up on that idea. For example, mm. we did a CubeFed 1 and CubeFed 2. Um, Kubernetes Federation, li right. uh, literally. And uh, those were experiments that we tried, but we did not bake those things into the Kubernetes code base itself, right? We kept it outside, uh, but we were innovating, we were trying something out, and we didn't like what we saw, and we kind of like gave up on it. So uh, if- Why'd you give up on it? Uh, we because we didn't like the APIs, we didn't like the way it worked. So, uh, <laughs> what did you not? I, I, I keep thinking a little bit. What did you not like about the APIs? Uh, so, what? Like QFED V1, right? Um, that was a kind of like 
I know Solomon is here. Uh, so uh, it was like Swarm, right? Uh, uh, you know, you have the same API, but underneath you have something else. Uh, so that, that was one experiment that we ended up trying. And, you know, that was not a good choice for us. So we said, okay, fine, let's remove that. Let's try QFED v2, where we'll reimagine the APIs. Uh, but that didn't seem enough for us. And no, the way we end up figuring these, this out is nobody's using it. Right? Mm. Uh, there's very few people using it, and we are not getting enough feedback from the people saying, hey, we are using it. Uh, you know, if you can make this small thing better, then you know, if we don't have that feedback loop coming in from the community, then it means that it's not of much value to uh, people in the community, and we stop doing uh, you know, things where, uh, hey, one vendor is driving it, and so we are adding some code, and then, uh, you know, but if, if you see it's a dead end, then we stop, we deprecate, and we get rid of it in a, a new release. So, yeah, like an, another another topic that um, you know, I, I talk with analysts and press and and users, uh, companies that use Kubernetes, and like may, maybe it's because I'm from VMware, but they always like to throw out like lock-in and, and things like that, and you know, like how like like that is like if. We, we want to make sure that we have, uh, you, know, you, you probably remember Simon Phipps, not that he's gone, yeah, but like, yeah. <laughs> he, he had this great phrase, the freedom to leave. Like, that's really what, you know, his theory was, that's really what people are, are looking for uh, with things. And like, um, I mean, how, at a, at a foundation level, like, how are y'all thinking through, like, we want to make sure that we have that freedom to leave, that like, like, how do you engineer that into? Because I mean, you know, obviously yeah. it's like, oh, it's under source, right? Yeah. But yeah. like, there there must be a lot more thinking put into it as far as the entire ecosystem and and how how uh, it all works right. together. Right. Uh, uh, you know, some of the obvious answers there is like, we make sure it's Apache license, uh, right? Right. Um, and one example of freedom to live is, uh, you know, Grafana Labs. They were working on a project called Cortex uh, right. in, in in the community, and uh, they said, okay, we are not getting the kind of engagement that we are getting from uh, that we need uh, and uh, we are trying we are trying to do all the engineering by ourselves so you know out we go right uh, so they ended up doing a uh, open source single vendor open source uh, mm. called mimir or mimir i don't know exactly how to pronounce it so you know now they are off doing the, their own thing and that's the same for anything that I've listed out as extensions, right? Like, um, you know, I uh, listed a whole bunch of uh, extensions. Right, uh, right. And be, like, take the CNI, for example, or the CSI. How many vendors do we have for CSI? How many vendors do we have for the CNI, right? A lot of them. Uh, yeah, exactly. And those kind of things were baked into Kubernetes right at the beginning. And then we kind of like kicked them out saying, hey, go explore uh, uh, the, the things that you want to do. And you don't have to talk to us. You don't even have to, like, you know, uh, give, uh, un unless you run into a problem, you don't even have to do anything uh, with us. And you can innovate on your own, right? Uh, so you have Antreya from VMware. We have uh, Cilium. We have, you know, so many other uh, projects. Uh, VWorks had a project too, right? Like, right. so VeeveNet. Uh, so uh, that is an example of, like, how we are un... un blocking the innovation um, you know, in the community. So I just have a last question for myself that I'm curious about. What gets you so excited about the work that you do? What is it that impassions you to talk, get up there and like give this very thorough and deep explanation of SIGs? Uh, the people, right? Uh, I look forward to talking to 
uh, all the friends that I made over the years, right? Uh, and it's not even necessary that they are doing things with me right now. Uh, you know, uh, the other day I was talking to Henry Yandel from AWS, right? And uh, the last time I spoke to him was like 15 years ago, but it felt like yesterday that I talked to him, right? So it is the people uh, that bring you back to the work, and it's the pe like software happens when people get together, right? Uh, so, uh, and sometimes I also think that the people problems are more difficult than the software problems as well, uh, because wearing the different community hats, we've seen you know issues, uh, uh, people related to people, and those are harder to solve uh, than you know the software stuff. So it is uh, essentially you know the people that end up making things good for me. So you, you probably know the dates better than me, so you can fill it in, but uh, KubeCon North America is coming up. That's in October? Yes. Yeah, October. yeah. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Third and, week, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, over, over recent years, like, that conference has grown incredibly. I yes. mean, it's over 10,000 people now, if yes. something like that. And, and so for people who want to go to that, what's your advice for, like, you know, you can't talk to 10,000 people. <laughs> or like go to all the sessions, like, right. like how, how should someone like plan out having a good, useful time at that, that, that event, at right. that scale? Um, so uh, what I would f try to figure out is like, what do you want out of it, right? Um, mm -hmm. So uh, for example, when I go to KubeCon, I go there to meet my friends, right? Like, right, right. I'm not really interested in the sessions as such, but I go there so that I, you know, we work uh, with uh, each other, for, you know, for a very long time. It's like a couple of times a year when we can actually get together, right? So that is important to me. Uh, but, you know, for example, uh, we coach and mentor uh, students that are coming to um, KubeCon, and we actually have uh, scholarships for people to come as well. What I tell them is like, you know, plan ahead, um, figure out which sessions you want to go to, uh, figure out who do you want to talk to, make an effort and come up with a topic that you can talk to somebody about mm. so that you can have a conversation and they will remember you rather than uh, you know, just uh, doing, yeah. doing a handshake and walking away. Ah. Like You're not going to remember uh, the face or the name, yeah. but if you talked about something, then you'll say, okay, I remember that guy because, or uh, that girl because you know, uh, we talked about you know, how to do something better in this part of the code base, and that becomes something that you can follow on once you go back from KubeCon totally. as well. So here's another thing that I would ask. What do you want to know? What are you trying to learn? So then what do you ask? What are those questions that you want to ask people? Yeah, like yeah. write those questions down yeah. Because then you can find those, then you can talk to those people. Yeah. And when you're talking to people, you might just think of a question. Yes. It's that preparation. So, there, there's yeah. also pancakes, apparently. At the oh, place. yes. Nice. Yes, yes. yes. So. This is the, the pro advice from the journalist. Yeah. Do, doing your prep work. Thank you. Knowing what you want to talk about. Thank you very much, Michael. And I, I think, you know, I, I haven't really, like, narrow, thought about that as, as an aspect. It's sort of, like, organically evolves if you yeah. go to enough conferences. But that is a good idea of, I like your idea of people remember a topic Yes. Chances are they remember a topic more than a person. Right. <laughs> For better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> but but that, is, that is good to kind of prep out, like, here are things I want to talk about and find out about, yeah. and the specific questions that I ask people, because otherwise you just kind of ad hoc float around right. with, with things. Yeah. So that, I'll, it's almost I'll like, uh, and if you have the, and if you have the, uh, you know, the interest, write something down, like write a, write a blog post even. 
you know, absolutely. Write, a, write a series of tweets saying, these are the questions I have. You know, I'm looking to try to get these questions. So that's a lot of nice prep work you can do beforehand. And it helps you kind of with your profile. Not everyone wants to do that, but it can be a way. Yeah, yes, you do it on the flight over. I mean, you know, you're probably yeah, seeing yeah, all the Yeah, the yeah. flight, the flight. Are you really going to watch another Marvel movie? Like, what? what? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. All right, well, great. It was, it, was, it, was really, it was really fun talking with you and getting yeah. that, that kind of overview of the, uh, the internal workings of, of how things float around there. So we Thank you, it. Michael. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll you, see you around. Thank you, Alex. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. If you want to get the show notes for this episode and find out how to subscribe to Tanzu Talk as a whole, you can go to tanzutalk.com. You should subscribe to it in all of your podcast players, whether you listen to it or not. If you have children or loved ones or even enemies and you somehow can subscribe to the podcast on their phone or their web browser or signing up for an account for them, you should do that too, whether they listen or not. You know, that's a bonus as far as I'm concerned, in addition to the downloads that we get. But kidding aside... If you are interested in more content like this and hearing case studies about people talking lots of things about programming and DevOps and platform engineering, you should come to our annual conference December 6th and 8th, 2022, in case you're listening in the future. Uh, it's going to be in San Francisco. And if you go to springone.io, you can check it out, look at the speakers and the talks that we have. It should all be pretty fun. So if you like it, when you go to springone.io, you can register. And if you use the code COTE200, you can get, that's right. $200 off your registration with the code C-O-T-E 200. And with that, that's it this week for Tanzu Talk, and we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye.